meal. The microwave had produced predictably perfect results in perfect cadence with his 35-minute wake-up schedule. Slouched in his chair, propped against his elbow, Larry noticed the computer screen staring back at him. Last night, he had balanced his checkbook after the 11 o'clock news, and, weary from the long day, he must have neglected to turn off the computer. His wife, Carol, had a welcome day off, so she slept in. Larry went through the rote motions of getting the kids off to school. After the two younger children had been dropped off at daycare, he was alone in the car with Julie. Twelve-year-old Julie seemed troubled lately. Daddy, do you love Mom anymore? she asked. The question came out of the blue to Larry, but Julie had been building the courage to ask it for months. Their family life was changing, and Julie seemed to be the only member of the family diagnosing the changes. Larry reassured her he loved Mom very much. Carol didn't plan to go back to work when she first started on her MBA degree. Bored with her traditional stay-at-home mom role, she just wanted more personal self-fulfillment. Her favorite blogs and online articles conferred little dignity on the role of mother tutor. Although her family satisfied her self-esteem need for many years, other neighborhood women her age seemed to lead glamorous lives in the business world. She couldn't help but question her traditional values. Maybe I'm too old-fashioned, out of step with the times, she thought to herself. So, two nights each week for three and a half years, she journeyed off to the local university. It was a big investment, not to mention the homework. By the time she walked across the stage to receive her diploma, Carol was convinced women had a right to pursue professional fulfillment just as much as men. Larry, a tenacious and focused sales representative, advanced quickly in his company. Fifteen years of dream chasing rewarded him with a vice president title. The pay covered the essentials, but they both wanted more of the good life. I've been thinking about going back to work, Carol told him. Larry didn't protest. She had earned extra money working in a bank at the beginning of their marriage, and the money helped furnish their honeymoon apartment. By mutual agreement, Carol stopped working when Julie was born, and ever since, they had been hard-pressed to make ends meet. Even though his own mother didn't work, Larry knew things were different now for women. Still, he had mixed emotions about sending their two small children to a daycare center. But since money was always a problem, he just shrugged and kept silent when Carol announced she had started interviewing for a job. Larry clearly understood the trade-off. More money, less family. More family, less money. Yet, they really wanted the good life. Their neighbors bought a 24-foot ski boat. Larry was surprised to learn they could own one, too, for only $328 per month. By scrimping for five months, they pulled together $1,000, which, when added to their savings, gave them enough for the $2,500 down payment. Larry loved cars. His gentle dad had always loved cars. If a shiny two-door pulled up next to him at a traffic light, Larry's heart always beat faster. He could just picture himself shifting through the gears of a fancy European model. By accident, he discovered that for only $424 a month, he could lease the car of his fantasies, a racy import. Leasing had never occurred to him before. Carol desperately wanted to vacation in Hawaii that year. Her Tuesday tennis partner went last spring, but they couldn't do both. If you go along with me on this one, I'll make it up to you, Carol, I promise, Larry told her, his infectious grin spreading across his face. She reminisced how that impish little boy smile had first attracted her to him. 
He has been good to me, she thought. Okay, go ahead, Carol told him. His dad always loved Chevys. Larry's tastes had evolved with the times. Carol dreamed of living in a two-story home with a swimming pool, but with the car and boat payments so high, it remained a dream for years. Larry slaved 12- and 14-hour days, always thinking of ways to earn more money for Carol's dream house. When Carol went to work, they added up the numbers and were elated to see they could finally make the move. The strain of keeping their household afloat discouraged them. There were bills to pay, kids to pick up from daycare, deadlines to meet, quotas to beat, but not much time to enjoy the possessions they had accumulated. Words from a Simon and Garfunkel song haunted Larry's thoughts. Like a rat in a maze, the path before me lies, and the pattern never alters until the rat dies. He was trapped. Carol just couldn't take it.